0: Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Fonzie. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue.
1: You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time.
0: The Goldust Podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Guys, if you're enjoying this show, please go ahead and hit the bell at the very top. Follow the show so you don't miss any of the episodes. And let us know on social media which one was your favorite
0: episode. We'd love to hear from you. I'm triggered. I am triggered right now. You want to know why I'm triggered? (laughs) Why are you triggered? (laughs) I am triggered because I'm looking at the camera that is recording us right now. And at the bottom, where the camera hooks to the tripod, there's a leveler. For those that don't know what a leveler is, is when you're going to place something and you want to make sure it is flat, that is perfect horizontal, that's a leveler. And it usually has like a little bubble that indicates whether it is in the middle or not, whether it is, you know, leveled. It's a
1: a Buje camera stand. And
0: (laughs) the freaking camera is twisted right now. You might not be able to tell. Okay. In the frame, but I can see the bubble on the wrong side and it's killing me. <laughs> that right is now. the right side
1: because the footage is coming out good. Here's the thing that people it's don't see. Me. The the camera is on a stand, that the stand is on a table, that the table is probably on a cricket floor. That's all I'm gonna
0: say. It doesn't matter because the leveler is, is is based on gravity. Where's with gravity? Okay.
1: Well, (laughs) uh, if you're looking at the videos, let us know. Is it twisted? Is it, you know, from to a side? I don't think so. But anyways, this is the thing. Okay. No, no, we have to talk about this. I'm triggered, bro. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. And I respect it. I'm just choosing to ignore it, but (laughs) no more. Because this is the type of things that are preventing people from publishing. Is it? I I mean, some people, I agree. I agree with you. Wait, it doesn't prevent you from publishing. It just triggers you. But there's a lot of people there that I, we have the conversations with them. Like, hey, I don't, ri- I don't have the right equipment. That's why I don't publish my message. Excuse, Wait, hey, no, that, that I is don't BS. have, yeah, I, I don't have X thing, so I don't publish. Yesterday, one of the most popular reels that we published. Go, go to our Instagram, right? And I think it's on, on Facebook that caught fire. Was literally us asking a question: Have you published yet? And you're gonna see that question coming up in our in our content. Um, very you know recently and we got some comments in every single platform and it's like oh yeah i haven't let me go do it from youtube from instagram all these things right so again share your message no matter what okay rant over
0: yeah i agree (laughs) share your message no matter what but if you have ocd Um, And it's gonna be bothering you throughout the whole episode. Just fix it. Take this 0.2 seconds (laughs) to fix it. To put it straight. To put the leveler (laughs) in place. Okay. How it should be. Okay. Move on. Rant over. Thank you. Rant (laughs) over, guys.
1: For those that ignore the whole rant, thank you for skipping all the way here (laughs) in the
0: episode. Look at it this way. There's a lesson in everything. You gotta put your learning goggles. Reframe the situation, just like my brother did, and bring out. The, the goodies in it, the I'm, lessons. Yeah,
1: I guess I'm triggered by people saying that they're going to publish and they don't. So I I highly mm-hmm. congratulate you if you're listening to the podcast and you're putting your message out there, no matter what. Share it with us. What is the message that you're sharing? Anyways, okay.
0: Actually, share it by posting a reel saying, I just listened to content This profit. I am <laughs> pumped. You know what? I am going to share my message. I'm going to publish. And then share your lesson from today's episode and tag of course, so we can reshare your post. All
1: right. Fonzie, three creator economic trends to watch in 2023. Mm, oui. Juicy, juicy.
0: Juicy, yeah. We got this one from the official YouTube blog, you know, super official, And it's actually an interview in part that they did with a creator that he actually used to work at YouTube as well. I don't remember his name right now. Oh,
1: is this the whistleblower? This is the whistleblower. No, I don't think it's the whistleblower. I've seen some Blower. headlines out there since the reco- this report came out. There's like x youtube whistleblower shares secrets and it's like so oh no it's a
0: clickbait yeah i sent you that video okay yeah it's that guy it's it's not a whistleblower that's that's great yeah Yeah, but his video was really really good it was crazy and we can actually talk about that because there's a lot of lessons in there but these are the three trends that they notice and that they share in this article Number one, and then we're gonna dive into them, into yeah. like all of them. Number um, one, creator- wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. After we dive into it, I have a little tease. The Facebook release something today, and if you're listening to this episode yesterday, that is hot and spicy, and it has to do with AI, and it's gonna be so good for all content creators. Fonzie doesn't know this, but no. uh, breaking news. Okay, all right, go- cool. Continue. All
0: right, trend number one: creator-driven content is taking over the TV screen. Trend number two: long-form and short-form creativity are more powerful together. Here, connectivity, like last time. No, bro, you got to use your other hand. Your other hand. <laughs> that was, no, do, okay, no, yeah, hand. yeah. There you go. Inter- <laughs> inter- 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 intertwined. All right. Okay. I hope you've seen that clip before. If not, that's going to be extremely weird. And trend number three is for Gen Z, creators are the new content studios. That one, ooh, uh, it, it's a little juicy. I think we're going to rant a little bit on that one. But let's start with number one. Creator-driven content is taking over the TV. This is a quote straight from the article. The latest nielsen God report, I might mispronounce that, shows YouTube leading streaming watch time on connected TVs ahead of Netflix, Hulu, and all other players. That means there are more Americans gathering around the living room TV to watch YouTube than any other platform.
1: I know. and uh, That's big. We ha- We have an inside man... <laughs> on here, and we should bring him. We should bring him to yeah, the show. I think him. I think that will be An awesome. An inside man. An inside man. Uh, he actually sells advertising uh, for YouTube TV specifically, and uh, it's been it's been awesome. We had a conversation with him maybe a couple of months ago when he was in Jacksonville, and um, and he was telling me that nobody really believed that department, and it's crazy how users now are watching. I'm I'm one of them. Like I mean, I we're watch, one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel,
0: remember one of the first times. That my girlfriend came here to the house. What we did was introduce her to Mr. Beast. uh, (laughs) What else? The Dude Perfect. Perfect, We started introducing her to all these YouTube channels. Like, have you seen this? We could not stop. We could not stop. We (laughs) literally watched for like four hours YouTube on the TV. And it's absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, the, the evolution of content in a way, right? Like you have these different tiers, just like social content. Like for example, podcast is its own category. And then you have the clips and the shorts and people consume content in different ways. But I think everybody's being educated to, to consume shorter pieces of content. You know, for example, you might have a 15 minute break, or you might just want to disconnect for a little bit. Right. I use it at the end of my day and I might prefer to watch, you know, five minutes of 10 different things that I have queued up and that to me
0: is, is a good use of my
1: time instead of watching a full
0: show. Well, I have my watch later all queued up in there. <laughs> the thing is, every, the Google recommendations are so, <laughs> so good. good. The YouTube recommendations are so good yeah. that when I log into YouTube and I see the home screen, I'm like, oh, I want to watch this video. And I add yeah. three more to my watch later. My watch later must have like 30 different videos in there that I still yeah. need to watch. But, you know, talking about kind of like intervals of time that you might have to dedicate to watch this content. I just got a thought in my in my head, right? Like when we talk about short form content is mainly those, you know, reels or YouTube shorts, TikToks like 1 minute. But wouldn't be YouTube consider short form within the TV realm because if you go and watch a show in there usually it's like an hour, yeah. like an episode, <laughs> right? But now you're tuning in to watch 10 minute, 15 minute episodes of a YouTuber. So yeah. would that be considered short form TV? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Fancy. i fancy. Good. I think I'm onto something over here. Look, <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, interesting, right? Because obviously from the outside world and in the business side, right, we see TV appearances or you, you have like these PR agencies that people hire businesses hire to put you on TV because it's perceived as this high value thing. And, uh, the truth is, and I'm, I'm ready to challenge this, right? Not only because of the conversation I had with our contact inside of YouTube, but also because, because now you see creators like, you know, Mr. Breeze or even Logan Paul. <laughs> Mr. Breeze, I don't know who Mr. Breeze <laughs> is. Mr. Beast, uh, Logan Paul, and many others, right? That are building incredible businesses out of YouTube and their content is even higher quality or can reach more people. And the important thing here is like with TV, is harder to track actual data on who's watching, how long are they watching, why are they watching, right? And YouTube is this amazing platform that allows you to do that, right? Podcasting, you're able to also leverage the podcast or the show uh, for YouTube and then on the audio platform, right? And uh, and you can, as a brand, it's so accessible, as a company, so accessible without having to go and pay for this big PR agencies for something that it might or might not hey we've experienced this with many companies that we've helped on launching a book. We just had a launch, a massive, a massive launch, and we were able to track more from our social media presence, organic presence, than the TV appearances that our client was. And again, we didn't handle the TV appearances. That was not our process, that was not our thing. But we were able to attribute a lot of more sales (laughs) through the social channels. Organically, imagine if you pay to be in these platforms. But anyways, I think it opens an amazing opportunity for many businesses to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. And compete. Yeah. Compete, baby. And
0: you were were talking about that credibility aspect. I think that's pretty important. I've actually been, like, reading Mm -hmm. about that, and I know that's been a topic within the podcasting world and within content is profit, right? And there are mainly, like, three different types of credibility, implied, perceived, and earned, and... I feel like you were talking about with the PR, most people are looking for that perceived credibility. Like, oh, I was future in ABC News, whatever, right? But that can actually backfire because when they go check you out, if you have like nothing else, that credibility might just crumble. But if you have earned credibility, which it could be, hey, we released over 300 episodes of content this profit, right? And that got us into the HubSpot Podcast Network. That is earned credibility, right so at the same time like i think youtube is perfect for that because it's going to showcase all the content everything that you have done and again it's just going to be better for connecting with your audience so keep that in mind keep that in mind are you going to do you want to play this short-term game of perceived credibility which it can help you to a point or do you want to play the long game of earned yeah. credibility?
1: I think as a business, right, you you have the possibility to do both, but you can get ahead way for, way faster and with more data on the, the digital slash YouTube. Now that it's taking over TV space, right? That was the real estate that I mean, you the data back too. Yeah, but again, you're taking TV space now. All yeah. these networks are competing with the actual youtube which is content that you can consume anywhere right and you can argue the same for tv but you know you cannot watch a short of you know whatever
0: uh just honestly i the only thing that i stream on my phone that is tv related is is soccer yeah it's when i want to watch a soccer game
1: it comes down to like who's your ideal client and where where are they consuming the content like uh i remember uh, an interview that they did to the lamborghini ceo and they were like why don't you guys advertise and he's like my consumer is not on tv they're not watching tv they're doing something else so yeah. that's why they don't go there so again if you know your audience awesome i think this opens massive opportunity anyways yeah
0: i'm sorry point I two mean, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, of course d- redirecting this to the b2b world right leverage <laughs> that leverage the fact that you do but now you got to start thinking, how do you make this entertaining enough so people want to tune in when they're sitting in the living room and not just, you know, sit them in there and give them a lecture. All right, move on to the next one. Second, long-form and short-form creativity are more powerful together. And I quote from the article, to say creators have run with YouTube Shorts is an understatement. Last year, we reported that Shorts are being watched by 1.5 billion monthly logged-in users. We expect that number to grow even more. Since launching Shorts, channels uploading both Shorts and long-form are seeing better overall watch time and subscriber growth compared to those only uploading long-form.
1: Uh, this this. Yeah. I
0: mean, it speaks for
1: itself. It speaks for itself. (laughs) And this answer a question that I had, and we might have to modify the distribution because, uh, remember, we heard a lot of data on, like, two specific channels, right? One for long form and the other one for shorts. And uh, I think we'll have to, like, revisit that after after this. And, again, especially because now we're publishing the full episodes, right, as a content profit
0: channel. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go all in on YouTube with the podcast, specifically with all the things that they're doing. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that on the next segment. But personally, again, it's a matter of leverage, right? Like you're taking all this effort to put something long form together that is quality. Why don't go the extra mile to then grab the clips to promote that bigger piece of content or even create individual, right, segments as shorts, that then you can promote and they drive traffic to your channel. And I'm going to do a little parenthesis here and talk about the the video that I sent you the other day about this guy. I forgot his name. I wish I remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. actually going to pull the article here because his name is in there. But he had this show where he was talking like, oh, there it is. John Jushay. Jushay. I don't know. Jushay. 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 I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. But again, go check out his content. I'm going to link it in the description is really good he was talking about how james cording actually has done way better on youtube than all his other counterparts right like uh jimmy kimmel and some other people in there i don't really watch yeah. those, those talk shows i love those talk but shows. he said that the reason why he has been so successful is because he does so many different segments and he tests a whole bunch of like different types of content. And then he sticks to the ones that stick and the ones that don't stick, he just brush them aside and he does something else. So he's like, you should be treating your content like this too. Hey, why did we create the cool tool school? Because it's a segment. It's a cool segment that we can create a short out of it and put it out and we're going to see the answer. Do people resonate with that? Yes. Awesome. We're going to create more of that. Does they don't resonate with that? No, we're going to, we're not going to do that anymore. Right? Well, this guy, John, he actually created this video where he would go out on the street and he would ask people, Hey, do you recognize between the, like, who do you recognize between these two? One of what, one, one was like an old school. Uh, and I'm saying here in quotation marks, like old school actor or actress versus a youtuber so he had like tom cruise versus mr beast and then he would keep count of like who could people recognize right And it's super interesting that social experiment that video blew up but then he also tried a segment where he was kind of like giving editing tutorials that videos didn't blow up so he stopped doing them and i think personally when i saw that i was like that is what businesses are lacking as well like Of course, I understand the matter that it's like we need to place our resources. Like We talk about that all the time and our capacity in doing certain things that are going to move the needle. But if we are looking to grow our content, then we need to look into including these segments within what we're doing. So if you're dedicating yourself to podcasting and you have the platform where you bring in your guests and you're nurturing those relationships, but at the same time you're leveraging that content into short form so you can build an audience – guess what you can do? You can probably include segments within that podcast episode that then you can clip specifically and use them to blow up and drive more traffic to what you're doing. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's kind of like thinking about how do I build my own talk show, make it entertaining, educating, infused with my own personality or my brand's personality into this. And then literally just put it to the test, put it out there and see how people react. Here's
1: a here's the breakdown. Right. With James Gordon versus Jimmy Kimmel and those things. Right. So Jimmy Kimmel, obviously they have a, a very and Jimmy Fallon. Both. They have a very successful talk show. But what they do is like the talk show has this like uh, format. Right. So they have different segments within the big talk show. And then from those segments, they grab those clips. And those are the ones that they put in shorter form and then from those clips they go and they do the 60 second clips right so that's format number 1 format number 2 which is James Gordon what they do james is like cordine oh james cordine cordine <laughs> uh, they go and they test they test the content first and then what resonates they then go and then they build the longer the longer show after that which a lot of brands after investing in super bowl ads for example um yeah 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 we're talking about the same person. I know. Okay, I'm just saying so
0: you read Gordon. his last name properly. Okay. <laughs> Gordon
1: Gordon. Gordon? <laughs> Gordon. Okay, James you just call me man and tell me. <laughs> Um but just like a Super Bowl ads there's a lot of companies that they invest, you know, the 7 million dollars that the 30 second ad <laughs> cost, but then what they'll do is they create multiple versions of, of that ad and they run them on YouTube and then the ad that resonates the most on YouTube, that's the one that they run for the Super Bowl, right? So again, what are you doing? What is your strategy? And again, it comes back to your own resources and how you want to run it, right? For example, for our show, it makes sense that we have the longer form and it has changed quite a bit, right? Because we used to have a lot more interviews, but then now we're doing these solo episodes with different formats and different things. So we can then create the micro content associated with it. But at the same time yesterday, and this is a behind the scenes peak, we started creating those smaller segments, right? And if we want to call it like 60 second segments, so it is basically me on a reel asking somebody, hey, have you published yet? And that is the whole video, right? Guess what, it has been <laughs> the most watched video in the first like two days that we've ever posted. And we're like, sounds good, this is resonating. Let's see if we can stay consistent with it for the next 30 days, and then we can come back and use that material for the show. So again, what are the things that you're doing inside your content ecosystem within your company? Like, do you have established show? Can you create clips from that? Of course, if you need help and support on the publishing side, we are here to help you we have the team right but at the same time it's like is there information from that show that then you can actually create something new out of it and then it adds a new layer of content in your content ecosystem and you can start testing and having fun and doing wonderful things right so i think it's super cool the two formats test it out let us know what it works uh balance between your own resources and the objectives right and uh and then go from there
0: wow That was pretty good. Did
1: you actually pay attention?
0: Um, A little bit. I was reading this because I I Google him up, right, James Cording, and uh, it says that his The Late Late Show with James Cording has a finale. Yeah, they're they're done. They're done. He's gonna be moving to bigger and better things. Yeah, probably use YouTube. Probably he's probably gonna join Content's Profit. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it says on the press release. (laughs) Exclusive, but it says his last episode is gonna be on April twenty eighth. Honestly. I want to watch it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And he's going to go and do an over-the-top sketch with his friend Tom Cruise, taking part in an amazing musical performance during The Lion King. How cool is that? But Yeah. I, Dude, I'm just saying, we got to do our musical. We've talked about it plenty of times. <laughs> I think we should run an ad that is a musical. It will be a killer.
1: All right. We want to talk about the third one.
0: Yeah, let's go to the third one. That was a cool little tangent in there. So the third one is for Gen Z, creators are the new content studios. And I have one phrase in here that I want to see what your reaction is. I want to, you know, I, I want to understand what goes in your brain. So the it says, is that create for, to the, directed to the audience or directed to me? To you. Yeah, okay. I'm talking to you right now. Okay. Creators <laughs> are this generation's directors, producers, and talent all rolled into one. And that's why I believe they're winning the streaming wars. What do you think about that that comment? Creators are these generations' director,
1: producers, and talent. Look, I know what you're gonna say. The clips of one person that has—is that?
0: No, no. Uh, I, I'm just wondering what are you thinking. You're like that's what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a sense, yes. I also,
1: I also think that there's teams behind very successful teams. So, I mean, that's, you know, if the whole team is a creator team great
0: but um, but yes I think look uh, this is, this is what I'm taking out of this they're saying obviously there's creators that are extremely talented that they know how to do all this and those have kicked out their, their kick up their channels to do great things now for them to be successful they need the ability to teach those things to their team. So they can do it properly, because if not, they're not gonna be able to succeed in the long term. Yeah, I mean, and the, that is the same for businesses, right? And it happens to me a lot. And I obviously we can see that with certain clips and certain stuff that you know, <laughs> like I know I can do it myself, but then I get overwhelmed, and it's my responsibility to relay that information yeah. and mean, teachings to the team.
1: We we've heard about the whole you know rat race of content creation, whether that's a company or individual creator, where they decide that they wanna be consistent, you know, X amount of time, and then there's a certain standards for their content, right? But normally it starts with like them creating themselves, a company you don't see this often because they have resources to go higher, right? But then the creativity on that side diminishes, right? Because there's a system going on, right? So what is the commitment to the compromise, I think, right? And uh, just now, before we started the show, you walked in and, you know, we're distributing this new piece of content that our editor puts out and i'm a big fan of systems because he helps us move faster right and we play with this right like what's the level of creativity that needs to be included and you know i think the the comment that i said there because you're like oh my gosh like it's the same sound right <laughs> like it's the same thing and i'm like well for this yes that's that's okay like we i think we agree to disagree in certain parts of this there's layers to it but it helps us put and create content at a faster pace, right? Because we talked about frequency. We talked a lot about like how do, how often do we put message out there, right? So if that's, if that's one of our priorities and by us doing everything ourselves or taking the time to create like one piece, I think he, he has his place on platform. But for micro content, I think we need higher frequency. But at the end of the day, it's like what is your decision, right? Do you want to go at a, at a slower pace but create – something that you consider top 100% notch, which is, by the way, both routes are great. At the end of the day, it's like, is your creation and what you need to put out there. But I think every creator and every company needs to establish what's that priority. If priority is speed and frequency, if you, if, if you have a ton of resources, great, you can employ five editors and each one of them is gonna create their masterpieces, right? Then you can put out a lot of content. If you don't have that enough resources, then there has to be a compromise on what the system looks like. And then you can play with these pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's pretty interesting, right? Because what it says here is like, uh, where it says, I believe that they're winning the streaming wars is because they are able
0: to probably move faster than big production houses. That, uh, yes. And I also, the fact that they, they have more frequency of publishing within That's what YouTube. I mean. Rather than, you know, oh, Netflix, I gotta wait to see what shows they're releasing this month. Right on YouTube, it's like, boom, content out every single day at massive scale. And then you have so many like hook points. Well, right? exactly. You have so many ways to like come in. Now, on that statement, wait, 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 I, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 real quick. I think it's really important in basing this statement if you're gonna have a creative team, right, like hire somebody that has this characteristic somebody that can be the director producer talent all roll into one because i think they're they're gonna be able to influence your content at scale right and if you're looking for people just like that for a team just like that guess what look no further you have us right here the base bros with content momentum so if you again you're looking for a fractional content team that they can be the directors producers I'm not going to say the talent because if you're B2B, you are meant to be the thought leader, but we're going to teach you and show you how to be that talent. So make yeah. sure to reach out to us at Brosco on Facebook, on Instagram.
1: That was All right, awesome. now what were you going to say? That was awesome. Thank you, Bros, for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, what I was going to say is remember that story about the book author. I can't remember his name, but he, he crushed it crashed or it crushed every single belief about book authors that I had at the time, which is like this guy that has a team and all they do is like pump books based on James Patterson. Framework.
0: Oh, so good. He has, he uses like ghostwriters. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's I, funny. Cause like when I went to Fort Myers with my girlfriend, yeah, the condo where she lives is all, all people pretty much. She's like, <laughs> she's like the granddaughter you know of everybody. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And Does uh, he live there.
0: Huh? Does he live there? The author was no, no 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 oh, he doesn't okay. live there but every old person oh. had a book of him and I was like Haha, if they knew <laughs> I wonder if they know it. yeah that it's like
1: funny. uh you know it, there's a system right he runs a business and uh, the, he has a framework and he has people that support him right at the end of the day what is the framework that you're gonna use to get, either if you're starting out to make sure that you publish consistently you're gonna learn a ton of things, right? You're gonna learn like this is the message I resonate with. This is the message I don't resonate with. These are the things that I agree. These are the things that I wanna teach. This is the format I wanna record it. This is the equipment I wanna use, right? There's all these elements, right? And if you mm. are a company, it's same thing, just a, probably a l- larger scale. But if, like Fonzi said, I'll second his motion. Is if you're gonna hire somebody, make sure that you have those pieces in place.
0: Yeah, because I'm mean, gonna break it down a little bit. If let's say you just Hire a talented editor is going to be good to a certain point. And sure, it's going to be helpful to a certain point as well. But if you're at first, your first hire as a fractional content team, somebody is going to help you with your content, somebody that can spot, you know, how to actually make the content good how to make you shine and help you shine as a talent how to produce it in a way and edit it to you know lift it above the noise that's the person you want then if you eventually bring a video editor that raises their skills even more is great because now you have that visionary in terms of media of content that's gonna pretty much oversee everything making sure that the content is not only juicy but is top quality and distribution is going out at the same time so so, I think it's it, it's very interesting, and I personally believe that a lot of these creators are gonna get snatched by like big media companies or big businesses to yeah. do what they're doing in within those businesses. I
1: mean, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the NBA super uh, the NBA stars game or whatever MVP games. Clearly, I don't watch basketball, but it's happening, and they hired one of these YouTube creators that his content is just focused on basketball to go document the whole experience. So he's gonna go play. With NBA players and he's gonna produce the whole thing. Right? So it's That'd like be cool. perfect. Awesome. It's a new take, right? And and that's happening. So if you're a company, maybe that's a route that you wanna take, right? If you don't have the resources, make sure that your team handles that. Okay. So before we go into cool tools, cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I have I have
0: some news. Alright, what's the news?
1: I have some news. Where am I?
0: You don't know them off the top of your head?
1: I do, but I wanna read them. Okay. Made Meta- meta meta right or facebook, hey, how do you right?
0: pronounce it Meta or meta
1: meta i meta. think it's
0: meta uh our friend zuckerberg uh don't say announced. his name bro we talked about this on the last episode he's like voldemort you cannot say Wait. his name okay uh
1: our buddy from facebook suck <laughs> suck uh we're going to release a new state-of-the-art ai large language model called llama <laughs> that was hilarious designed to help researchers advance their work. LLMs, or LLAMA, have shown a lot of promise in generating text, having conversations, summarizing written material, and more complicated tasks like solving math theorems or predicting protein structures. Meta, is committed to this open model of research and will make our new model available to the AI research community. Hmm, looks like they're entering the AI war- wars. The, wow. AI, okay, I can't A- even say A- AI, AI wars. wars.
0: <laughs> Dude, so um,
1: this was sent this morning as in we're recording this, uh, this message in our private channel.
0: So LLMs is uh, Language Learning Models, if I'm not mistaken. That's funny. Now it all makes sense because before coming here, I was on Twitter as usual lately, and I saw this meme. Have you seen the meme where it's like a three-headed dragon, the dragon in the middle is like a total badass, and then the other two on the sides so are kind of like... Chunky, like Yeah, yeah weird, like weird the, looking. They're the the yeah. weird brothers. So the, the middle one was like Chad GPT. and then the other one was like... Bard. Bard, and then this one was Llama, and I was like, what's Who's Llama? llama? I was like, I don't get it, what's Llama? Now it makes sense what Llama is. But Anyways, so, that's cool. Personally, hey. I think I'm pretty sure it's gonna... Be awesome. I think uh, Meta has uh, crazy research and development. I mean, all of these companies have crazy research and development teams. I personally believe that the fact that ChatGPT came out before all this, like, is speeding up the race and is making them make a, market, mo- a market move. Yeah. And, um, but I think it's going to be an interesting race. I was actually looking at Christopher Lockhead's uh, Twitter, For those that don't know, Christopher Lockhead, he's a category king, the category designer, right? And he was talking how actually Google's move on releasing Bard is kind of the same as Microsoft releasing Bing when Google had majority of the marketplace in, you know, in search. And he claims that actually ChatGPT is not search is a whole new category Yeah, is he's he calls the category answer because you're not searching anything is literally creating the answer for you so i think that was super interesting he actually made yeah. a, a podcast episode about that i'm gonna link well, it well, saw down clip, here as well
1: i saw a clip where you know they this guy went on a demo and uh He's asking ChatGPT, you know, what having a full conversation of what is the best restaurant I want to go to, you know, what is the best fish or what based on results and all these conversation to make a decision, right? That now we make ourselves by searching for these prompts on the search engine. So I like that new category, the category answer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, on our way, on our side, right? How have we been leveraging uh, AI? And I think obviously tools are a little bit early on this, but there's going to be a whole new creative I guess category as well. Like you know, there's gonna be new stuff being created fast at a faster pace. If you can leverage the tools and if you can leverage your your team, yeah. To stop do these drinking things. those monsters,
0: bro.
1: I know that they're all coming back. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be a very exciting time. And I think you know, if if you are in this process of creating, I would you know, motivate you to start looking at least 30 minutes a day, research a little bit. And how can you put it in, in inside of your process, inside of your system. Right. So.
0: Interesting. I you know? I think you don't agree I, with that. I think it's going to be revolutionary. Of course it is. I just don't know how I feel about it. You know, in, in a way I feel like I'm a, a romantic of the creative process. You know, I'm like, yeah, like it's so cool to know people. Like I love the I love finding creative people that I'm like, I love what their brain is producing. But now with AI, I'm going to be like, is actually their brain producing that or is it going to be the AI? And I think if people manage to make that distinction, they're just going to like rise way above the noise. And they're going to become like super creators. They're going to become super creators, like extreme thought leaders. If they manage to differentiate themselves from like AI generated content.
1: Absolutely. I mean I think mm-hmm. it's just gonna help the people that are in camera doing things like the ones that we do, right? Because clearly this is not AI robots over How here. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> <laughs> New face. Uh, but I think it's gonna it's gonna um, there's gonna be a big distinction on AI generated and the type of content that's created that way, right? Maybe something related to SEO and things that can go out very fast, right? Again, we talk about frequency and consistency. So there might be a version of that content that goes out. But if you are a thought leader, if you are a CEO of a company, if you are the, you know, the attractive character of that company and wants to put out, I think the trust that the audience can have in you is going to be way higher if you are the one leveraging AI, but you are the creator as well. You're the one putting the message out there. So I think it's going to be a lot better for the people that are, brave enough to be in front of a camera but it's gonna speed up the process on the back end to identify what are the things that we're putting in our words to put out in front of the camera
0: this is my thing like if this category is called answer and it's creating the answers do you even have to create answers anymore is it going to numb your mind what is it going to do to your your neurons and your brain huh huh interesting huh all right we're gonna have to see we're gonna have to wait like 10 years, revisit this episode and see what's been happening with society then if we're not yet in like the matrix, you know, being attacked by robots or maybe by aliens. You've seen the news. Aliens are coming. Sure. So we'll, we'll check it out in 10 years. Marking <laughs> your calendar.
1: All right. Cool tools. Cool. By, sponsored by Louisa Creates.
0: <laughs> Um, should I change my? Should I follow your steps, Fonzie? Whatever you want, you know. Um, I, I, I am known as a pioneer of sense, so <laughs> okay. If you want, so to. the
1: tool I want to share with you guys today is this amazing project management thing I I call it thing because uh, we've been using it for I think almost a year now but it's no it's called notion Notion notion.so if you haven't used it yet go create your free account again notion please give us the affiliate link because every single company we work with we put them in there Uh, just in fact this morning I had a call with this uh, technology and communications company head of growth and they're trying to figure out their project management there are 192 employees And uh, we're showing some of the things that we do on our side. And it's just very, it's very flexible tool. It says your wiki docs and projects all together, right? And uh, if you haven't played with uh, project management tools in the past, this might be a little bit of an uphill just because it's a blank canvas, right? So you can literally create, you can even create websites in there, which is very exciting. Uh, They
0: actually just released their AI model as well for everybody. uh, Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So if you're in there, and uh, you can also do ai instead of notion but what you can do is like what i recommend is if you have a framework on how you and your team execute different tasks map it out what are those tasks right and put it in there and start playing with it but it's very flexible is easily accessible imagine a combination between spreadsheets google docs <laughs> and uh other project management tools all mixed together and uh, I think it's pretty unique. So I'm a big fan. The way that we ran into this, we were using, we used product management tools like Basecamp and Monday and Asana and all these things. And uh, we ended up working with a Y Combinator funded company. And as soon as we were sharing our process and we were collaborating, they're like, guys, why don't you consider this? And they sent us this one link <laughs> and uh, all the questions that we had for them and, and the assets that we requested were in this beautiful page. And I was like, what is this thing? And uh, their CEO introduced me to it. And we've been using it ever since. And it's been amazing because we've been able to save a ton of time, save a ton of money. Our team loves it. And it's something is a is a living organism inside of our company also that is evolving with our needs. So highly recommend it. Notion.so, that is my tool, my uh, to go tool with everything. Together, today we actually rolled something out with the team that consolidates. Three different tools that we were using into just one, which is Notion, part of our process. So everybody gave me the thumbs up and it was approved. So I didn't let's give you the thumbs go. up. You
0: weren't paying the attention. The most important thumbs up.
1: <laughs> you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I was not paying attention.
0: Now, I think I'm going to make a live recommendation because obviously this is the third time we're doing a Cool Tools Cool live. I think when we do the Cool Tools Cool segments, so like we share the software that we like the tool that we like maybe it's not a, even a software maybe it's just a tool we share the tool that we like why it is so important to us why we like it so much and then we kind of just like scroll through their website and talk a little bit of what they say because they have all the good info in here right like look notion runs in like pixar doordash amazon uber like all these companies use notion nike pretty, netflix nike, yeah crazy right uh you gotta see their dashboard all your work in one place you can have wikis documents all your project management consolidating all your tools just like you just said right no more monday actually we move out from monday no more asana actually we move out <laughs> from asana right no more ClickUp. everything in here and very easy to use no code which is makes it super super yeah. simple you can have your entire team in there regardless of where they are in the world. And it is actually very affordable as well. Yeah. And they have over a million users. That's insane. That's I think insane. That, I think Notion is valued at multiple billion dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, yeah.
0: we run part of our CRM is in there. Our
1: podcast flow is in there. Uh, those are a few of the systems yeah. that we've been helping our clients with as well. So if you have questions and you want to learn more, just reach out put your message in social media, guys. I wanna talk to you and we'll send you the link and we'll we'll connect. So yeah.
0: anyways, I think that's the episode, Fonzie. That's it, pretty good, pretty solid. Uh, let us know what you think about AI. Is AI gonna take over the world? Are you gonna become one of those super creators that are gonna be able to get distinguished from AI? And let us know what you think about these trends on the creator economy and how can you apply them to your business, right? Are you gonna make more content in YouTube? Are you going to create more short-form content that is going to drive people and uh, target towards your brands, right? And lastly, are you going to hire those people, those creative people that could be all rolled up in one that is going to help you take your content to the next level aka hire all the biz bros with content <laughs> momentum <laughs> that's right with that said guys
1: thank you so much for tuning into the content's profit podcast go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media
0: at biz bros co that is ran if today's episode help you move one step closer towards your goal please don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review let's go bye guys see ya.